PS powered by Set. Welcome to the weekly review on RPS, the radio show where two adults and a gifted young mind pick out a few issues in pop culture to make sense of a world in disarray. Everybody stop what you're doing. BTS released a new album. Way, the biggest selling K-pop band in the world has delivered a second batch of new songs in 2020 inspired by everyone's least favorite pandemic. The Bangtan boys made history once again by becoming the first K-pop act to receive a Grammy nomination announced this very week. We'll be talking about music award ceremonies and their cultural relevance. Are they still important? Do they serve any purpose other than getting label executives to fly their Learjets into town and invite famous people to fancy dinners with the company card? Some people see award shows like royal ceremonies, which gives us an excuse to fan out and talk about The Crown season 4. What a regal episode this is. What a fantastic exercise in Kuringlish. I don't understand half the album, but don't let ignorance get in the way of enjoying a good pop record. RM, Sugar, J-Hope, Jin, Jungkook, V and Jimin, also known as the Bangtan Boys or Bangtang Sonyeodan, although your mother will know them simply as BTS, are back with their second release of 2020. It's simply titled B. When one of the members known as Jimin spoke to Rolling Stone India about this album, he said the pandemic unexpectedly put a lot of their original plans to a halt. However, it provided them an opportunity to step back and focus on themselves as well as their music. They reflect Uh, they reflected the emotions that they felt during this unprecedented period in this al- into this album. They were also able to take a step further by taking roles in overall production such as concept development, composition and visual design. Ben, we have the honor of Ben and Mar Valverdu by the way are hello, joining hello. this BTS hello. uh celebration. Andre 3000 behind the controls. Ben, we have a very special guest with us as well today, don't we? We certainly do because you know, we've we've looked into BTS and BTS BTS army. But I think we have to concede at some point. We know X about BTS, but there are people that know millions and millions and millions of of more about them basically. So we thought okay, we'll we'll hook up with someone from the uh, BTS army to uh, discuss all things BTS. And we are lucky enough to have CJ from the UK BTS army. CJ, how on earth are you doing? Hi you guys, I'm doing great. Thank you very much. Hi, nice to meet you. <laughs> It's a pleasure. Firstly, we should ask, did we uh, we should fact fact check our intro? Did we get it right? Because I'm I'm slightly yes. paranoid. Everything were, were all the facts in the right place? Yes, yes they were. They were. So you guys don't need to worry about it. <laughs> What what the what is this army like a like a real army where there's a hierarchy? Are there like generals in each country and and command and lieutenants and that kind of stuff, or are you all the same in rank? Uh, we're we're all the same actually. It's more of like a family kind of uh, relationship. Like you know, all the fans, uh, all the fans just cheer each other on and obviously share their love and support for BTS. From all over the world, so it, there's no hierarchy or anything like that. 
But you do a lot of a lot of work, right? I mean, I'm right in saying that the, the BTS Army translates a lot of things, like translates social media, that kind of thing. Uh, yeah, yes, we do um, for a lot of uh, fan pages around Twitter or anything like Instagram and Facebook. There is a lot of people, you know, like fans that are able to translate um, their tweets that are in Korean into English or Spanish or French. So many more people can be uh, connected to what they, the boys are saying, like um, the, the encouragement that they want to give can be translated into those languages. So many more people are able to access and get to know the boys more. I mean, how much work would you say in, in a week? Um, I'm going to put it as work. I'm sure you don't don't see it as such. But how many hours in a week, would you say, would you spend doing sort of BTS Army things? Oh, that's really hard to say, actually, because obviously there's time difference um, from Korea and the other parts of the world. You know, half of half of the world is at night and half of the world's either in the morning or afternoon. So... I think we're on watch 24-7, especially when it's comeback season, like now, you know, B albums released. We've got so many goals to achieve globally and it's very hard work. But I know every, each and everyone is working hard to, you know, to just post and work through it all. Do, do you, have you learned to speak any Korean? Um, I've I've been in the I've been in the K-pop scene and like Korean drama scene for like almost ten years now, so I've learned to I've learned to speak a bit. Wow, because obviously a lot of bands in J-pop as well in Japan have always had that struggle of reaching out to global audiences because of the language barrier. But um, it is reported that. The BTS have contributed to the to a lot of tourism uh, uh, and people visiting Korea because of the band, you know, to go and see the spots where which they sing about and stuff like that. Um, and 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 it's funny because, as you say, you're 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 also watching a lot of the uh, the Korean drama shows, no, on 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 Netflix and stuff. Is that what you mean when you say Korean drama? Yes, uh, actually, yeah, um, but. Before Netflix even came on, you know, you had to search through YouTube and other online sources just to watch these Korean dramas where there's subtitles available for you to understand it. Yeah. But nowadays, obviously, you've got Netflix and they stream a lot of older Korean dramas, which I know people can enjoy. Why do you think uh, fans, uh, well, everyone is so enamored with Korean culture, with this kind of Korean pop culture? Uh, what is it that, that that's so fascinating from from your point of view compared to like what, say watching shows like Coronation Street, for instance, which is such a huge institution in Britain, right? But what is it about Korean dramas that are so seductive? Uh, for me, actually, like Coronation Street, Coronation Street, Hollyoaks, and all that. <laughs> to be honest, for me, they're too long to watch, and it feels like they drag on. Whereas in Korean drama, for each, for each, um, let's say a drama, there are only sixteen episodes, but each and every episode, it's very, you know, there's a cliffhanger. It's very, um, you can grip onto the story, 
you can you can uh, you can see the progress of each character and each individual as the drama goes on and it's more interesting and it's funny you know it's a different language yes but it gives you more variety as well so I've been following UK BTS Army on on Twitter where you've got uh, something like 93,000 followers and you have been very 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 busy in the past few days. Um can you tell us about a few of the things you've been doing? I mean you were trying to get the album to number 1 which which worked. I think you were trying to get Life Goes On to number 1 as well which worked. What well, what have you been doing? Um behind the scenes, you know, you've got your group discussions where Look, we have these meetings where we sit, well, we chat on uh, on WhatsApp. We all just talk about what is our goal, what we need to do. So basically, our, at the moment, our main focus is to get Life Goes On number one in the UK charts. And um, that, for us, that's a very big goal for all of us, um, you know, uh because the uk charts are very hard to get into um for like uh for foreign artists like korean bands and korean artists it's very hard for them to to top the charts or anything like that um yet yeah, what we we're, we're basically working on is just streaming the songs uh constantly you know we have streaming parties on spotify um apple music and so on and so forth uh just you know able to rock uh, you know able to vibe with the song while you're doing some other stuff um yeah so that's our main focus for now so hang on a second so what you what you're saying is like for instance now that we're all well a lot of us are in lockdown or semi lockdown um do you hold like listening parties and you connect via um, Zoom or stuff like that, uh, so you can enjoy have a, a communal listening experience? Yes, we we can we do that too. But um, what our other admins that do the streaming parties, they obviously you know they they link out the streaming party um, website. Or uh, the link from Spotify, and then obviously we tweet it and let our fans know that look, here you got here, here guys, we're we're holding a streaming party from this time, like five five p.m. to nine p.m. So that's that's how we do it. But you know, there's other other ways where we can um, stream it together. You know, through YouTube lives and. Uh, other stuff like that. <laughs> I'm fascinated by the process because what's the goal of, for instance, what's the point of getting them to number one? Because uh, obviously your love isn't going to diminish just because they're not number in the number one spot. But it seems like everything is very well planned for a reason. What's what's the benefit of having BTS having a number one album in the UK? Uh, f- for us, it's obviously the love and appreciation for the for bts is there um but also i know many fans are very um you know they're like they're like the role models because of the things that they've done in the past you know such as the black lives matter donation that they did which um which they donated a million dollars i think it was mm-hmm. 
and the fans, you know, straight away, the fans started collecting donations as well, and they leveled out the million dollar donation. Mm-hmm. And from that, you know, fans can see that you know that they're, they're very different. They're special um, from other artists that we can see. You know, um, they are a pretty humble group. They're very kind. Um, um, that uh, they're very um, they're very connected to, to the fans that they have now, and to see. Um, they're, they're very, very crystal clear with what they want. To, uh, they want people to see and reach out to, and all of that. Huh. So obviously, B uh, is their their new album. Um, we're going to be reviewing it a bit later. What do you What do you think of B? Um, I think, as of this time and situation, we're all in like at the moment. Um, B gives that comforting hug that you know we've longed for, and that reassurance of uh you know don't worry no matter how long we have to wait and see each other we're still here and you know you're doing amazing keep going i cannot you know that's that's like to us the fans as army you know it's they've they've had schedules that were cancelled for example you know the world tour they were supposed to come uh to the uk and for the pandemic to, you know to progress like it has i think it sets back oh you know even for the art- artists it steps it steps it back because of all the all the restrictions they had to go through and rescheduling everything and for us fans you know we're very we're very dedicated and you know there's many people that haven't seen them and it it, it feels like the somewhat disappointed but you know life goes on if you know what i mean like yeah and what's your what's your favorite song on the album um to be honest i can't pick a favorite song on the (laughs) on the album because you know it all the songs are so amazing i i i can resonate to each track in a different uh experiences through my life um like one of the tracks for uh, for B blue and gray which is a song that's about burning out i can i can relate to it because i'm a frontliner and and i can say that this year has been tough and really hard um you know i've experienced staff going off positive with covid and leaving us really short staffed and at one point I, I've eight staff, I think. There were two, two, which was me and another staff. So we had to push forward through all of it, um, you know, and give the best care we could for the people we look after. And there, you know, on the side of that, you're there 24 seven, trying to look after people. And at the end of it, you're so, your energy is so low, you're burnt out, but, when you go home yes you're exhausted but there's this window of time where i'm able to listen to bts you know watch the programs like run bts on v live and you know the youtube youtube channel bangtan tv where that that moment of time i can feel so happy because 
they make me smile like the messages through the song are so encouraging and it's honestly it it's overwhelming like i can i can see myself in them even though the celebrities you can reflect and see oh look they've gone they're going through this hardship and stuff but um but yet they can go through it all and you know look so happy and they're enjoying life whereas i yes i was you know uh, during the first few months of lockdown here in the uk um you know there was so much uncertainties and it just you know you didn't know what will happen in the future and what will come but to to me they're like a breath of fresh air well thank you so much for talking to us um cj and also um thank you so much for well being a frontline worker as well that must be incredibly uh, difficult particularly now but um everyone appreciates uh, the work you're doing one final thing how important is it for you that that bts were nominated for the grammys oh my gosh this this is such a great achievement for all the boys you know this is this is their this is their dream they've been talking about it for so long like it's honestly from the fans point of view as well we're very honored and i'm pretty sure the boys are very honored um it, 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 I think it's a change. It's a changing game for like the western western side of the world because you never see you never see these kind of artists coming from you know from the other side of the world and coming through through with like songs that are not in English. But it, it opens up a whole new window for for all of for all of the artists in the world. You know, you, you can it music isn't just restricted to a language music is 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 a language in, in itself yeah oh what do you think of their them singing more in english do you do you prefer them to sing in korean because it retains more of their original essence or is it a welcome change or evolution um, in my point of view i i see no problem in them singing in english but from the artist's point of view, it's more, you know, it's what they want to do. Mm-hmm. It's if they want to, if they want to move on to singing English, they can. You know, fans will support them. I think it's more of an essence that they can sing it in Korean, and people can still, you know, uh, resonate to the lyrics and still see like positive messages through them it doesn't you know it doesn't have to be it doesn't have to be in english but in my preference to be honest it's not it's not in my preference but i think that it's it's the artist's decision whether they want to speak uh, they want to sing in english or they want to continue singing in korean cj it's been an absolute pleasure thank you so much for giving us everything about 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 bts um you can follow her on at uh or follow the uk bts army at at uk bts armation i think yeah um and uh they do loads of things and look really good luck in uh getting uh everything to number one and uh hopefully i very much hope that soon we'll have concerts back again um and they'll be playing uh up in the north of england and they'll also be playing barcelona that'd be nice Thank you very much. Um, I would also like to thank you guys that I am very honoured to be invited on your show. 
And on behalf of the UK BTS Armation team, we'd also like to congratulate BTS on being nominated for their first Grammy Award. Thank you again, guys. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Yes, oh, here we are. Yes, uh, we're, we're trying... You know, you know what happens when we play songs for too long, don't you? Yes, uh, we have those little things, those worms like in the Matrix coming and chopping us down. Um, but Johan was giving an exclusive super preview uh, later. We're going to be talking about The Crown, although not so much of a preview because we, we <laughs> announced it earlier. Yes. But I, thank you so much for CJ. That I think we all found us quite emotional, right? Yes. Uh, it, it, you see, this is what I mean. Uh, this is why I respect bands like uh, BTS so much because they bring so much comfort to people. It's not just a band getting uh, an artistic statement right. You know, we're always reviewing, uh, I don't know, some uh, some artist on Warp because they make wonky house or whatever, and it's like this, that, the other. It's like, but what bands like BTS or that, that generate this kind of fandom, it's a different league. Uh, I feel it makes me feel very small if when trying to review them, which is what we're going to try and do now. Review B, the album, but just some some data. You know, I'm 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 impressed. You know, I hadn't researched BTS. I just accepted that they're one of the biggest things happening in the world. One of my younger sisters, she's crazy about them. But th did you know they attract one in every 13 foreign tourists to South Korea, and uh, they were cited as one of the key acts in boosting global music sales to 19 billion dollars in 2018. You know, lucky of them. They're, 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 luckily, there's seven of them to bear with the burden of being so successful. I mean, that's that's a lot of pressure on some young guys to you know to all of a sudden generate this wealth just because they sing and dance together. You know what I mean? I mean, what I what I'm going to say uh, about the the album, what I'm going to say about B is it's kind of if it inspires someone like that if it, if somebody loves it that much and it helps them to get through their their work as a frontline worker which is really hard like I, I find it very hard to say anything anything much more about it because that is exactly what music um should be doing i mean you know maybe i liked it i liked it i wouldn't say uh, it was my my favorite album ever but the one thing you can definitely say about this this album is the songs are absolutely incredible. Like there is not a moment of slack yeah. there. You know, they really, really um it's just hit upon hit upon hit. Like pretty much any one of these songs, well apart from Skit, which is um them talking, basically, could be a massive hit single. And in fact probably will be. What what do you reckon, Mark? You're 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 young. Mm, the, I didn't <laughs> feel like every single one could be a hit because some of them and I I'm. I feel bad after hearing her talk and how much she liked it. But um, 
from a perspective of not being so so involved with the band some of them um were quite the, the kind of song that you forget once you once it's over like i really like the first one I, i had very low expectations because i was like they already put out an album how how on earth do they have more to put out this year they normally take a year to put out a single album i think or may, I, i maybe that's not correct but i thought one album a year makes sense they put out one and I don't know about this one, and, and I enjoyed it, but I don't think every single song could be a hit, but I did enjoy the first one, and I got this kind of feeling of a kind of sad ballad, but also positive point of view of, of the first song. Um, yeah. I, I, you know, I've, I've listened to a little bit of their, their uh, the stuff they were doing in 2013, and I miss a little bit of the hip-hop edge that they had And, you know, because initially they were kind of a hip hop crossover pop band, right? But now it's gone fully pop. And it's it's strange because everyone is kind of going more hip hoppy in the mainstream pop world. So it's like, how come they've decided to go back? Are they are they being revolutionary in this approach? Well, I see. I rather like that. When everyone goes one way, <laughs> I rather like people that, that go the other. Yeah. Um, and I believe on this album, I mean, like the, the key track is probably um, Dynamite, which... Uh, I believe was basically a fairly transparent attempt at having a big hit in mm. in the US. So it's got that that kind of uh, <coughs> it's got that kind of disco sound, and it was written by <coughs> uh, English songwriters, I believe, um, and it's their first uh, song in English as well. And yeah, but it worked, you know. And there, there's a lot of disco on this album. And, uh, I mean, we were talking about Kylie Minogue. We've been talking about uh, Rasheem Murphy. It's more Kylie Minogue-style disco than hmm. Rasheem Murphy. Um, but I enjoyed it. I mean, Dynamite is just an effortless pop song. You hear it once and you can't stop singing it. I really liked uh, Telepathy as well. And I thought Stay um, was really interesting. because it's, kind of, it's where they go... They start off with an acoustic guitar... Goes all house, goes a little bit EDM, a little bit bro step, and then you, at, at the end it sounds a bit like Rolling and Scratching by Daft Punk, and then in comes some trap drums. It's like what the hell? But all, all kind of all within a pop context, basically. But and as I say, let's not forget they released an album in February already. Well, Hang on, an EP. No, well, they've released two album. albums this year, depending on how you look Seven at it. Well, because then they, look in total, they've released nine albums if we include Japanese releases since their formation up until date, right? Plus then the live albums and all that stuff. But 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 nine studio recorded albums, and it's you know how back in the day we criticize prefabricated boy bands like you take that and sinks and stuff. It's like oh yeah, get a team of talented songwriters and stuff. But that was happening in Motown. That was happening in the Brill Building. That was happening in Atlantic Records. You'd have teams mm -hmm. of songwriters. The Birds were a team of songwriters and a band would go out, uh, you know, on camera and television and stuff. You know, now, oh, yeah, The Birds, all these chin-stroking music critics writing for uncut music. Oh, The Birds, The Birds. The Birds were a prefab-ish kind of band. Um, oh, and there was The Monkees. That was a different thing. But I think it's... It, it does have an artistic weight, what the what BTS does. Obviously, they all have co-signs. They, they, they do write their songs, the, the actual members, along with teams of, you know, teams behind them. But I, I just see it as a, as a, as a monolithic kind of thing. It's, it's, it's an enterprise. And I, I, obviously, we should only just stay with the music because we're a music show. But when you think of, 
you know, they're endorsing banks. <laughs> What band gets away with endorsing a bank?、Uh, trying to get young people to put their investments or start learning about <laughs> moving their monies. <laughs> In banking,、um, you know, they've got all these endorsement deals and stuff, and, and, and they, they have all this clout around them. But the essence is, by the way, are BTS like Blackpink? Do they live in the same house? Because in that yeah, video, yeah. What, do、Or、Blackpink at, live in the same house? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Most yeah? of K pop bands live together, and they've been living together since forever, since they first started, and they began and moved to bigger houses as they began to be bigger. Bigger. So that they have, but still, you know, that's. It's like a Big Brother house on those television shows and stuff. It's like, you know, it's. Considering they have to fly together everywhere, they have to tour, you know, bands usually get sick of each other from touring, from being in closed spaces so long, you know, for so many hours. Having to go back and live together, it's quite. I'm just trying to imagine what it's like living as one of these very incredibly successful, talented、uh, well, people. You don't have to imagine it now because you've got skit. On this album, <laughs> which is basically three minutes of the band talking. And I've got to say, they sound pretty friendly. All right, they're not going to put out something where they're having a massive, <laughs> a massive row.、Um, but、uh, so, Skid basically, I was like, well, what on earth is going on? Because it's in, it's, in, it's in Korean. But bless the BTS army, so well organized are they. Their translations, there are Spanish translations, there are English translations. So I was able to、e、read an English translation and find out exactly what, what they were talking about. And they're basically talking about Dynamite going to number one. They're all very, very happy. They sound like they're having. A great time now. You can fake these kind of things, but I, I don't know. I got a real feel of, of happiness. Yeah, it, 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 I don't want to sound sexist, but you, you, you always think that in the case of Blackpink, you always worry that female artists are always. There's such a long history of female artists being manipulated. Don't look at me like that, Mar. You know what I mean. I'm waiting for you to say something. To say、really、one of my, my gardener, gardener tips.、Um, but you know, you kind of worry that the, you know, the smiles hide something. but... With these guys, there's seven of them, first of all, seven dudes in a house,、uh, seven egos, you know, because they're in the spotlight. I'm sure that. Does it happen like the new kids on the block where there's always a favorite, because the youngest one is a favorite? I don't know how that works. I, you have, when you stand in the sense of, well, standing means being a fan of a specific person.、Um, When you have a, a favorite, it, it, they have a name for that. So there's a favorite from everyone. So if you like BTS, you stand a person、uh, the best out of all of them. You love them all, but you like one. Is that our weekly urban dictionary word this, this it week? It is. I mean, I, stan. It's on,、uh, stan could be the word.、Uh, but there's another one that's on the tip of my tongue, but it's not. Stanning. stanning. Well, anyway, what I mean is. I, I,、um, I would love to be in a house with six friends, you know, and.、Uh, I've, I've lived in a house with six friends. <laughs> exactly.、It's, I miss my days of living. It's fun at times, but yeah, no one would、but、take up the bins. But imagine being wealthy while, while living with this. Exactly.、People. And having, and I bet they don't have to do their own cooking and their own, you know,、uh, ironing and all that kind of stuff. You know, it's not like one of those student houses where, every, you know, there's always. Leftover bolognese in the、mm -hmm. kitchen sink, and、uh, everyone's finished the ketchup sauce, no one's re bought some. That kind of all the typical petty arguments that arise when you live with seven barons. But, <laughs> but you know what? I, be I bet each of BTS, right? If they live together, well, they do live together. I bet each of them has like one thing they do. Like、mm. one of them is like, you know, oh, well, me, I always, I always、uh, take out the bins. Or,、oh, you know, and there's someone、fun. who's like, oh, no, no, I, I, I always make sure we've got toilet roll. You know, that's how I like to think、yeah. they live together. I, I bet they've got. The best micromanaging ever. You know, plus, 
It's it's just a Korean thing. Koreans are incredibly. Mm, okay, no, you can't say all of them. <laughs> oh, this is me getting into oh, my into a cliches. I haven't been in the garden for a while. I haven't been. Yeah, so the roses are smelling lovely. Um, no, what I mean is they they look so clean and so organized. You know, I can't. But obviously, the camera shows what they want you to see. You know, but I, I can't imagine them being like NSYNC uh, when they were being. You know, that with the. We're in sync, not clean. With the American, <laughs> with the American laziness, if you know what I mean. The, you know, Koreans. I don't know. Every time I see those videos, they've got this kind of uh, stoic kind of attitude. They're all incredibly fit. They, they, they they've got some very strict uh, training regimes. They've got to be dancing, training, this, that, the other. And I don't know. I just don't get the sense that they're untidy, shall we say? I don't think there's many of those arguments. And I'm sure they don't have to take out the trash. They probably have technological things that take the trash out for them. You know, one of those pff, press a button and did you see that movie Parasite? I imagine the Parasite House, that luxury. <laughs> I hope it super doesn't house. end like the Parasite. <laughs> no, that would be very. Can you imagine? Just, black to me, everyone in underneath is like the family of and murder them. That would be incredible. <laughs> Sorry, spoilers for Parasite, but um, I'm sure you've seen it at that point. But, uh, you know, as I say, uh, there, it's incredible that it, it must be incredible being a fan of this band because they're so generous. They're constantly uploading content to social media. Mm -hmm. they, they release two albums in a year. You know, they always manage, you know, they, they, they're not lazy. They're not resting on laurels. As we said on the Blackpink, it's probably they probably think of their career as a 10 year or like a sports like a football player, it's like you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna do this until I'm 32 and then retire happily into some island. So the the other thing was that I was very happy that CJ talked about was how important the Grammys were because I am not a fan of of the Grammys and I'm not a fan of awards shows in particular. I, I've got to say, and I, I viewed generally the announcement of the the Grammy award nominations as just like oh, one big sigh of frustration, <laughs> just because I don't really get. But luckily, we saw what it meant to someone, and yeah. you know. Even if, even if, I did see a tweet from someone which basically listed all of the things BTS had been nominated for, and it was like, best album, cross, best song, cross, and then it went all the way back down to uh, what they had actually been nominated for, which I think best vocal performance? Uh, it's not bad what they've been nominated for, but I think they've been nominated for best pop song with Dynamite. But I, I'm afraid the Grammys are taking advantage of ARMY, like yeah. the, the fans, to gain audience and, and they know they, they've been on, on the like download uh, the Grammys, everybody hates the Grammys. But if you have a group of people that are very loyal and, and will love to see their groups be successful, you get all these people who are happy with the Grammys because, and I, I don't think Dynamite, if they didn't have ARMY, would be um, awarded for the Grammys. They have other um, incredible stuff like the music videos or the many other stuff that BTS could be nominated for, but Dynamite? Well, can I can I butt in there because I've just sort of looked it up. Dynamite was nominated for best pop duo slash group performance, which is one of those really weird performance uh, categories that that the Grammys have. But generally, the biggest Grammys things are record of the year, album of the year, and song of the year. And Dynamite wasn't nominated um, for for any of them. But you know, they, they they were very happy. Apparently, hey, do you know what I realised this this morning? That much like the weekend, I have been snubbed for a Grammy nomination. Where? In the Grammys. No, but when? What? You, you, Ben Cardew has been snubbed. Yes. How? 
I wrote the album notes for an album released uh, between September 2019 and August 2020. What album? Uh, it was a global communication box set. Oh. And uh, that means I was, el- it was elig- I was eligible for a Grammy in Best Album uh, Notes section. And I did not, was not even nominated. What? How dare they? I know. The Grammys suck. See, the Grammys suck. <laughs> they, they, they snubbed Ben Cardew. <laughs> yeah, so I, I'm really feeling me in the But weekend. did you present your, because there's a thing about not presenting, if you haven't presented your work, you're not eligible to be recognised. Oh, that's a slight flaw in my, <laughs> in my heart. Let's not get into the details. You gotta, you gotta do a bit of the campaigning like BTS Army does. This is what I love about the BTS Army. They're so well organized. We already talked about how they, 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 they uh, sabotaged Trump's first presidential <laughs> yeah. campaign oh, yeah. rally. Amazing. You know, by 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 organizing themselves using social media, how they how they were so supportive of the Black Lives Matter m- movement. How CJ told us, you know, they they write they matched BTS's one million dollar donation. This kind of stuff, it, it, it and it continues. BTS have all these positive messages. So obviously, by them being them being recognized by an old institution like the Grammys, even though they're out of step and they they, it's still an institution, right? I think award ceremonies do help an industry which is suffering a little bit even though apparently record sales or or not record sales but streaming streaming revenue is uh, matching the profits that they were making 20 years ago in the recording industry or everyone except the artists which is what sucks so right okay it's a quick straw poll uh ma are you a fan of the grammys mm, no i think that I've been thinking about it all week and like, oh, I hate the Grammys. The Grammys always have bad nominations. Ew, I hate it. But then again, I thought, oh, you're thinking a lot about the Grammys for a person who hates the Grammys. So maybe I love to hate the Grammys. So if someone took away the Grammys and the Grammys were like, okay, we'll get it. You all hate us. We're going away. I would be like, no, don't go away. I love you. Stay. Give me the gowns. Give me the bad nominations. Give me a reason to be mad about and to hate and, and to be on Twitter like, ah, look, they didn't nominate, nom- give a, a Grammy to the weekend or whoever. And that kind of makes me happy. So so maybe the Grammys are there for a reason. Johan, you a fan? I, I am always a fan of the televised spectacle of the musical performances. This is why I like award shows. I don't really care for the awards themselves. I couldn't care less, especially when there's so many. You know, there's like there, I think there's probably even an award for best rock band with a female bassist of <laughs> mm, um, of, of 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 color. <laughs> you know, they, they're so specific. But it's those performances. You know, they've got budget. They they manage to bring mm, interesting collaborations. My favorite has always been Radiohead's Tom York and Johnny Greenwood performing with uh, an LA marching band. Uh, they performed a 15-step at the Grammys. That was incredible. That's the kind of things that the band itself would never, or usually doesn't do because it's it's expensive and getting all these people together. But the Grammys does for the benefit of the show. Uh, obviously, I don't know, one sticks out. MIA performing uh, pregnant with T.I., Jay-Z and Kanye West. She gave birth right after she ended the performance. I didn't know that. She went to the hospital straight away. And the husband was counting the contractions while she was singing. You see that? Wow. that is, I love women. <laughs> it's such a powerful image. You know, you've got these three like macho bravado hip hoppers, you know, they're in their tuxedos and they're like, yeah, yeah, doing their thing, like Swagger Like Us. I think that's what's the song they were performing. And all of a sudden they did that mashup with MIA doing paper planes. 
and she just smashed them. A pregnant woman about to give birth smashed these three these three titans of hip hop. It was a you know these are these are the kind of powerful messages that I like from these performances. That sometimes they're very carefully rehearsed, but sometimes something more magical transpires. But it's been years since something like that happened. Not at the Latin Grammys. <laughs> so. Even though the 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 white Grammys are, are a little bit shit, the Latin Grammys are amazing because La Latin American music, when 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 the stars come out to the red carpets or whatever or to perform, they have a lot of style, and it's mainly that kind of narco style that I like, you know, the the sort of successful drug cartel uh, empire uh, style of white suits. Uh, Latin people, we're sorry. Did I say? <laughs> <laughs> we really, I can't really help are. it. Look, I'm, I, it's not racist. My dad was from South America, so <laughs> okay. I, and that's I was that, born. That's in that Spain. covered. All right, and I'm born. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> I have license. <laughs> I have license. Um, no, but it's true. I mean, it's it, you, I get a lot of fashion tips, and uh, this year I didn't. I was even paying attention but all of a sudden I was watching the TV late last Friday night and and they were on uh, so my takeaways uh, were seeing Pitbull Pit remember Pitbull? when remember what? how everyone hated Pitbull yeah. well everyone everyone who hated reggaeton hip-hop or whatever it was like Pitbull was the scapegoat right he was the biggest selling Every song, every song he featured on was a global hit, and uh, he became the king of the summer ever since 2009 until Bad Bunny started making music. <laughs> and uh, he, his performance was very welcome because he performed with a backing band made up of first responders, first responders who also play instruments, uh, who are also musicians. So he had like two firemen, a nurse, uh, a policeman. I don't know. He had a different kind of uh, first responding professionals. And it was actually the rockiest moment. They played like kind of a rockier version of one of his songs, which is which was actually an anthem for first responders in a pandemic. Uh, it was quite an inspiring. It was quite an inspiring performance. And, he, and I think he looks very good. But that's the thing about award shows like um, there's artists who put a lot of effort and they give out amazing performances, but I didn't know about that, and I'm a person who's always on the internet, who's celebrity crazy, and I didn't know about that. Are they are they relevant anymore? If the people who are more to one that want to watch more about these celebrities and and performances and stuff don't know about it, that's that's a failure. But isn't this just the problem of the internet? That like everything is so important that nothing is right. You know, totally. like everything is the kind of best album like many a time i find myself listening to something like an album or something and i'll be really enjoying it and I'll be like well why did nobody tell me this album was good and then i'll look back and like it got loads and loads of reviews telling me that it was so good but it just i'd kind of filtered it out because i'd listened to so many things same thing with award ceremonies if everyone is like so 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 important then they all kind of get reduced to uh to this level and i, I didn't know the latin i know i have vaguely heard the latin grammys were, were on as well uh and the amas we have them Anyone hang on, hang on, hang on. Uh, the, the, another, another little takeaway okay. from the Latin Grammys. Sorry. <laughs> Mark, you, you were a little bit angry that Bad Bunny didn't take uh, the... The best album. Well, his friend J Balvin got it for Colores, so it's kind of a... They won, you know. <laughs> Maybe they're not friends now. Maybe they're not friends. <laughs> but what I loved about, as I say, what I love about these awards are the performances. And in this time of pandemic, when the these award shows aren't really allowed to have audiences, obviously, because of... Um, 
security measures. Um, this gives the, the show's producers an incredible excuse to go out and spend money on these once-in-a-lifetime performances, right? And I was... One of the best performances, apart from Pitbull with the first responders, was Bad Bunny doing uh, two performances. They were pre-recorded and in his uh, native Puerto Rico. One was in this kind of open area where he was driving a white Bugatti, surrounded by all his all these girls riding motorcycles and there were cameras placed on the motorcycles so tele uh, it was an incredible television spectacle but then they cut to a different performance of him in a baseball field performing si veo a tu mama with all female puerto rican band las atípicas who are uh, this uh, folk band uh, of these women aged between 55 and 65 not being ageist i'm just saying it's quite curious their story you know this is this band of these women who who perform at uh, celebrations and gatherings even funerals and uh, they played like a folkier version of si veo a tu mama and i thought it was a very uh, it was a stroke of genius on behalf of the show's producers like how can we make this um cute and also you know visibilizing uh, a band that they don't even have an Instagram account. They only have a Facebook profile, which is very momcore. You know, it's like... <laughs> really momcore. Yes. I love it. <laughs> and and they, they, they didn't even have that many followers. Obviously, now they're they're, they're enjoying a, a surge in popularity because they performed with, like, the biggest pop star in the world right now, you know. And and, and the colors, you know, it was all very... It had that kind of um, um, traditional, colorful Puerto Rican... Home, um, uh, art decoration style and uh, he was wearing one of his fancy pajamas they were all in multicolored suits and stuff it was I don't know I thought it was very original and his performance was followed by Mark Anthony who I adore because as I say he, he looks like a drug dealer and uh, <laughs> and speaking of drug dealers Natalia Jimenez oh my god where are we going <laughs> Natalia Jimenez right she's this singer from Madrid but she, she had this terrible band called she sang in a terrible band called La Quinta Estación well terrible poor guys uh, bah, whatever uh, but <laughs> <laughs> and where did drug dealers come into? No, well, the, she, 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 she performed, uh, she did a homage to Julio Iglesias <laughs> singing his hit, Hey, and she's like this great dame and she looks like the typical wife of a, of a, of an, of a, of a very important drug dealer. She always looks fat, dazzling. She looks like the type of woman who enters a, one of those big narco parties and no one dares speaks to because it's like, damn it, you know, if, if the husband sees me talking too amicably with her, I'm going to end up in a, in a, in a, in a, in, a, in, a, in a boot of a car <laughs> so, but she did a wonderful rendition she's like the female Luis Miguel you know she's commanding she could get by by just doing lousy covers just like Luis Miguel did all his career and still retain her allure she deserves to be under the spotlight and yeah that's all I, oh, oh oh and one last thing <laughs> it's not all <laughs> when they announced the nominee for the best rancher, ranchera mariachi album category I thought I was watching a Will Ferrell parody of a Latino <laughs> awards ceremony when they announced an album for Christian Nodal simply titled Ay 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 <laughs> it's because it's the way and the mejor, can, mejor disco de mariachi ranchera Ay 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 <laughs> it was like is this Will Ferrell or? well it's like the Grammys have never been the same since they took away the polka category I was always a big fan. I know. Uh, it's like, come on. How could they do that? But that is amazing, but nobody nobody watched it. I I only I was like, oh, I bet nothing happened because nobody's talking about it. I bet it it was super boring. But then once if you find it by, by chance, you you see that they're putting lots and lots of effort to stay relevant. But you have to uh, stumble across it or, or something because 
I don't know what is it. I think it's the blues of the quarantine or whatever that only makes us want to watch Emily in Paris or whatever and <laughs> makes us want to be like, okay, this is bad and I want to stay in the bad zone and I don't want to be overflowed with good content and, and people trying to catch my attention. I want to stay here and be comfortable on, on the bad things happening. Do you, know, do you know it's called Emily in Paris? So it rhymes. Oh my God, I yep. hate it when they... Emily in Paris. Yeah. yeah, they made a, a, a tweet just to clarify <laughs> that it was pronounced like that. And I was like, I don't care. <laughs> Let us hate it. It's terrible and I love it for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and not only the Latin Grammys that apparently were amazing happened, it, um, the People's Choice Awards happened. Nobody cared about it. I only saw like a mini clip on YouTube about a gossip channel. That, that was like, oh, Demi Lovato speaks about her ex-fiance, blah, blah, blah. And that's the only thing I know about the People's Choice Award who won. I don't know. Um, apparently, I don't care either. And the AMAs, which is uh, a super big prize that I used to be like, oh, oh, my God, the AMAs are coming. I wish I could vote, blah, blah, blah. And I was, I watched all, all the people in gowns and everything. But uh, they... They just happened like this. I, I didn't even know. I just saw that J-Lo was accused of copying Beyonce's performance in 2014 on the VMAs. And, and that's it. What's happening to award shows? Were they this boring always and we just realized now? Or are we getting boring and don't want to see fun stuff? I, I, I'm just... Well, the good thing is you can watch the performances on YouTube afterwards. You know, most of them are uploading them. And I watched Billie Eilish's performance and it was wonderful. She was, she was, she's on fire, obviously. I mean, she's only, what, 18 now? I mean, if she's not on fire at this age, <laughs> when's she ever going to be? But uh, it was a very simple, minimalist performance with these uh, narrow corridors. Her brother Phineas in there, the drummer in there. The drummer, poor guy, I don't know his name. I only know Phineas, <laughs> Phineas Eilish. But, um, yeah, but the drummer is very much the third party the in that. Th yeah. <laughs> and isn't it, you know... Sorry, drummer, but it's true. <laughs> Drummers, if we were lighting a candle for you. Um, but uh, as I say, it's nice that the performances are there to enjoy. It's, it's what I think is... You know, the good thing about performances, it's not just the musician and the choreographers and stuff. It's the the the, 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 the lighting, the directors or, dire you know, there's there's a lot of creative minds put together. And I think there's a future for award ceremonies. It's just cut out the boring stuff, you know, exactly. cut out the but cut out the awards themselves. Yeah, you know, just just give them at the end, just nominate them and mention <laughs> them, I mean. Yeah, maybe. I think that we they have to change somehow and I don't know which way they have to go, but they're dying and that's, and that's just an evidence that it's happening because people don't less and less care, care less and less about them and, and even people like me that were obsessed with them, I, I don't care anymore. So time is ticking on. Oh my God. It really is. Uh, should we listen to a few uh, minutes of Beyonce's The Black Parade, which is up for best song? And then I'm really interested to hear this theory that links the crown to, to BTS. I'm going back to the south. I'm going back, 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 back. When my roots ain't watered down. Growing, growing like a baobab tree. All life on for the ground. My ancestor put me on game. On charm, on gold chains. With my old shoon energy. The queen herself, Beyonce. Uh, she's a royal that I follow uh, passionately, but not as much as my dear Queen Elizabeth, Her Royal Highness, in at least the version of her in The Crown. 
have I am so obsessed with this show. I feel just like CJ does when she comes back after a hard day's work and she watches BTS content. I feel the same way about Netflix's version of the royal family, right? The the crown, the institution. Uh yeah, secretly I'm a bit of a royalist. Um um but 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 I'm more of a fictional royalist. Uh I think being a fan of BTS is the same thing as being a fan No, sorry. BTS the brand is the same as the crown, right? The royal crown. Because to be a member of BTS, you're serving a duty to all these millions of fans. You're not just jimin on your own you know with your followers and you you sing and dance you know there's a duty you're you're endorsing banks you're 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 improving your country's economy you're bringing tourists to into the country to visit places where you've shot your video clips or you've spoken about in songs much like a lot of the tourism that goes to the United Kingdom how many people go to visit buckingham palace how many people turn out to uh, the queen's jubilees sorry can i as a uh, republican not in the american sense obviously um as a republic can, can i just uh butt in on that yes what country in the world has the most tourists paris sorry uh, that's france, city france france, france right france. does france have a monarchy not anymore do people go to see versailles mm, yeah 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 there we go Sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt, but like So what would you, would well, like people, people still would see Buckingham Palace anyway? Yes, they would, but because there's been all this tradition. Yeah, but the, that doesn't in... mean we have to have them now, does it? Sorry, this is Oh, okay. Well, no, but I, I love the crown. I love the crown. I, um, even despite being a staunch anti-royalist, I love the crown. So I don't know what that says. Well, anyway, so what what, what obviously season 4 is is one of the most is sought after seasons because it's the telling of the the the, the marriage between Charles and Diana, right? and uh it's lovely because the the portrayal of all this sets prince charles up as the original emo kid <laughs> right what is an emo kid it's basically a privileged kid who lives in a comfortable suburban home or in a home let's just put it that way and who finds the slightest reason to mope and feel wretched and sad and why or why or why can't things go my way it's basically the embodiment he prince charles in the crown the netflix netflix's version of the crown of the royal crown is the living embodiment of a smith song it's please 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 let me get what i want it's heaven knows i'm miserable now you know it's like and what i love about watching is watching it is i identify with this version of prince charles i love feeling wretched i love moping around but sometimes what i hate is not being allowed to because there are people who are less fortunate than i am yes i know children are starving and people are forced to flee from their war torn homes but why why can't i get what i want why can't i get a seat at the new restaurant everyone's talking about why have they painted the bedroom avocado green when i clearly insisted i wanted lime rind why Why or oh why do I have to peel my own peaches? Why does their skin feel like a carpet? Why? What about me, me, me? So this is basically the Prince Charles that I love. Obviously, the reality was harsher and and and, and I greatly fondly miss Princess Di and and I watched her documentary and and uh, yeah but anyway that was my uh, comparison of being a BTS fan to being a crown <laughs> fan um, i don't know if it made any sense 
It did, and I think we can safely say you're very, very much, uh, it's a thumbs up from you. But why is it? Why do we love watching shows about rich families? Look, Dallas, Dynasty, Beverly Hills, 90210, Succession, uh, all these shows, you know, watching rich people being miserable is so comforting. And The Crown outdoes them all in this because you've got all those lovely palace corridors. You've got Balmoral. You've got the hunting grounds. You see them flying these vintage planes, driving beautiful jaguars, wearing their nicely weathered barber coats. Oh, it's just so elegantly miserable. Do you ever feel wretched? <laughs> yeah, sure, sometimes, yeah. yeah. Isn't it nice to feel wretched? No. <laughs> Not really. <laughs> Especially when you no, you know when you when you when you're wallowing in misery for because, you know, as I say, you couldn't get a table at the new sushi bar. <laughs> I, I wanna uh, feel wretched by that. I want, I want a, the rich kind of, of sadness. Yes. You know, because it's not the same as when you actually have no money in the bank and you've got bills to pay. That's horrible wretchedness. I don't like that. I hate that. <laughs> but then when I see Prince Charles, you know, moaning because he can't be with Camilla, it's like, ah, oh, yes. I understand you. You can't get what you want. You know, it's, it, we, we are the same. But Prince, Prince Charles is not the bad one. Like, we all know he's the bad one and we're supposed to hate him. Like, I... I didn't know much about anything of the royal family, but since I was little, I know he's the bad one and Camilla is the bad one too. Not really. The, the crown is the bad one. You see, this is the thing. Being a member of the royal family or being a member of BTS, you have a duty to the country, to the people who follow you. Because they're looking up to you as an improved and better and sophisticated version of what a human person can be. The manners, the, the decorum, the ceremony, wearing such and such suits to certain weddings and uh, wearing your lapels and your, your stuff. BTS, the same thing. You know, if they came around, walked into this radio studio just dressed in, you know, not having made an effort, not having shaved, we'd be disappointed, wouldn't we? But if they come in their full, shiny, kind of supreme... Louis Vuitton, whatever, hype beast kind of outfits. It's like, ah, finally, someone inspiring coming into this record studio. Johan, you've brought it brilliantly back to BTS <laughs> just in time. It's as if we, it's as if we plan it. Now, I wanted to end end up today with Duran uh, Duran Girls on Film because there's a wonderful scene in The Crown where Diana wanders around listening to that in, in uh, Buckingham Palace. But you uh, begged to differ, did you not? It, as I said, it's the, the, the songs that kept playing out throughout this entire season were Smith songs, especially "Please, Please, Please, Let Me Get What I Want." Uh, Heaven knows I'm miserable now. It's it's it's, and and it's the irony being that Morrissey is like you, Ben, a staunch anti-royalist. <laughs> One thing you have in common with him, oh, and you're both vegetarian. Hey, and you both go. have quiffs. You've got you've got a Morrissey hairdo. Yeah, there you go. So you have a lot please in common with Morrissey. Please don't compare it to Morrissey. Please, <laughs> please don't. All right. Well, well, I can hear the sound of Duran Duran in the background, uh, and my stopwatch is right up at fifty-eight. So it's time for us to go. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thanks to CJ. Thanks to all the BTS uh, army out there. Thanks to Charles. Thanks to Diana. Thanks to the Grammys. <laughs> thanks to literally everyone. We'll see you next week. 